Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Brenda and I are over Zoom because, you know, busy week, but we're here. Um, I feel like I haven't talked to my dear friend like in days. I know. It's so crazy. It's so weird when you're like incredibly used to someone being part of your daily routine, (laughs) that not connecting as much for whatever the circumstance feels like it just like doesn't feel like the week. (laughs) I know. Or like sometimes throughout the week, Brenda and I are just going back about back and forth about business things. And it's very quick, but it's funny when we don't get to like actually talk because I have. Yeah, it's so weird. I have spoke to you every day this week, but it's been just about like work stuff. So it's not like we haven't. No, I know. We haven't talked, but it feels like we haven't talked. I know, but it still like doesn't feel like enough. It's just not enough. The dosage is low. (laughs) Never enough. But anyway, here we are on the Zoom that's like kind of not working, but it's okay. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. We're really hoping it starts to work. Please work. Please work Zoom. What's frustrating about this is that- Yeah. Can you let us know? Let us know. Like, because I am on Zoom all day long and I have upgraded. I, yes, I pay for the highest internet speed because I am on Zoom all day long as many of us are. So I have no problems with any of my other Zooms except for Brenda. Yeah. It's really inconvenient. really inconvenient. You don't get it. I really don't. But but we're doing what we can. So we're really excited because finally this Thursday we have an incredible guest on. Her name is Celeste Range Turk and her whole mission is she specializes in helping competitors, so bodybuilders, make peace with food, their body, their goal and their goals using psychology, personal development, mindfulness and her own signature process. And the reason why this is so cool is because we've had so many amazing guests on that really talk about their healing journey, really talk about making peace with their relationship with food in their body. Um, but we've never really dove into people going back into the aestheticals. We touched on it maybe a little bit with Jordan Syatt, but this was just like a different take on it. It was this cool place of m- morphing the two things. And it's really, really been aligned with my own journey. And it was just super eye-opening and her energy is great. And we just connected super well. So we think it's going to be such a good episode for you guys. Yeah, Celeste is so wonderful. I was going into the episode, I was like, hmm, I wonder what this is going to be like because I have just like, other than the people that we've talked to, like I just have no idea about the world of bodybuilding. Like that seems like so foreign to me other than like the few guests that we've had on that have dabbled in that. So I was really like very interested to what that episode was going to turn out to be. And it was so amazing because Celeste is just so wonderful. Her energy is awesome. She had so much wisdom to offer. Offer, even if you have nothing to do with like body image or bodybuilding or eating disorders, like if you have no connection to that at all, Celeste is still so wise and offers so many amazing tips and tricks. And I think you guys are going to love her. Yeah. And I think that's what's cool about the people that we interview in general is, yes, yeah, so most of the time it's fixated on a specific topic, but the actual tools and takeaways from the episodes really can be used for any aspect of life. Mm. Like I think a big thing 
we dove into with Celeste was how we feel about what other people think of us or allowing our opinions to evolve or approaching things with curiosity and being able to release the emotionally charged aspects of how we feel about what we're thinking. And it just was incredibly eye-opening. So I'm excited for you guys to get to hear it, especially if you have been on this journey with us and in, in particular with, you know, with my story and stuff, it's been a topic that I've been very nervous to talk about just because I don't really know how to express what I'm thinking yet. But it's been really fascinating to be able to actually approach different topics with curiosity, embrace them. Mm -hmm. And due to the high level of self-awareness and like action and stuff that I've gained, it's been really cool to just kind of morph everything I've learned and figure out what works best for me. And same for Julia. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you were a little nervous going into the episode as well, because you've been trying to figure out, you know, the balance of because you because you're still on your journey. I know sharing your journey has been a little bit of a balance for you of like, am I ready to, you know, say something to the world that might influence someone into doing something or not doing something because you're still on the journey. But I think that's what I love about Celeste as well is that like she she had a whole roundabout journey, like started with bodybuilding, got into some unhealthy habits and then found her way back into like a healthier new way of still pursuing this thing that she wanted to pursue, but in a way that was healthy to her, to her mind, body and soul. And, it, and I think it's just a really, to go off of what you said, but it's like a really great reminder that like we're all just on this journey and like we no one has it figured out nobody has it perfect we can go off in a totally different direction for a while and then come back on a path that maybe is more similar to where we started but with a new set of eyes or a new thought that leads us down you know a path that was greater than we could have ever imagined and I just think it's such a good reminder of like you don't have to have it all figured out you're gonna take the wrong turns sometimes along the journey but like there's always a way to get back to the the main road and there's always other roads to take if that that main road isn't working for you definitely yeah and I think it's just so important like the the reason why I've feel so secure in the ways I'm experimenting and approaching everything in my life right now is because I know that I have people in my life that are honest with me. And because I know that I have people in my life that I can count on and spill my deepest like vulnerabilities to because I, I, I care so deeply about what others think in not so much an obsessive way, but just a really caring way. And I don't want people to worry about me. I don't want to be a burden. Of course, there are pieces of like, what are they going to think? So with all that being said, I feel like so often we can get stuck in this trap of not doing things, as we always say, out of wanting to please other people or not wanting to worry other people. And it's just been so helpful to know that I can share my heart with people in my life that I really trust and know that I can get an honest opinion from them. And also know that because of all of the work that I've done up until this point, that people in my life, yourself included, like trust me to try Mm -hmm. and trust me to be honest with them if for some reason something isn't going right. And I think what I really appreciate about Celeste's approach is that, like you said, it is mind, body, and soul. And I think that something that I realize now that people get wrong, everyone, because of diet, culture is we solely prioritize these extremes and we don't consider our mental health. We don't consider, you know, our souls. We don't consider all of these things that are the key to to journeys like this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. So it's just, yeah, I think it's also, I think that you've come to an understanding 
that I've seen along your journey is that like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you feel more comfortable to like slip up or make mistakes now than you ever have been before. And I think that that was always a really big fear for you of like, okay, I'm on this path now, but what if I fall back? Or like, what if I slip up? Or what if I make a mistake? And I see you kind of coming into this place of, yeah, I might, I might slip up, but like, I, I, I have tools in place that'll help me if I do. I have people to go to that will help me if I do. And it's wonderful to see that because nobody's perfect. And along any journey, like we're going to have setbacks sometimes. And I think just accepting that as part of the process and putting the more important part of putting tools into place and people into place that you can go to when that does happen is like the only way to really like come super far. Yeah. And I think for, I definitely like I, that, that you're correct in the sense that I feel like I'm approaching things in a way of being like, some things may come up in, in whatever journey of life that we don't expect, that we don't plan for, but to plan as best we can with little systems of accountability, with systems of protection and all of these things to make sure that if something happens that you're going to be okay mm-hmm. um, is has been so key for me, 100%. And the cool thing is, I think it was I forgot what analogy was used in the episode with Celeste that you were like, that makes sense is I have literally no fears. I have zero fears of ever slipping back into a place where I was in, in my relationship with food and body before in terms of the, the toxic aspect of it, the deep fear, the deep shame, because the reality is like, I, I just have a much more logical view of it. And every aspect of my approach is curious, but also filled with so much more self-compassion, but that doesn't mean that there aren't thought patterns or like nitpicky behaviors that's like ingrained in the way that we are beyond relationships to food and body where I'm like, okay, I acknowledge this isn't serving me. Mm -hmm. Let's talk, let's talk about it. Um, and, and having those tools in place. So yeah, I I agree 100%. It's like the, the relationship is different. And I think we use maybe love, like we said, just because you're in a toxic relationship, which again, valid, hard, shitty, Mm. doesn't mean that you can't ever love again. Exactly. For some people, for most people. Yeah, yeah. Right. And there's going to have to be healing that happens. There's going to have to be introspection that happens. There's going to have to be changes in behavior that happen, but it doesn't mean you can't, you know, love again. That was a really good analogy. So look, look out for that in in Thursday's episode. You guys will get what we're talking about. Um, But we can come back to this a little bit. And I want to talk a little bit about self-talk. But first, Brenda, it's time for Pride and Pickle. Love it. <laughs> my pride this week. My pride this week is that, uh, as you all know, I very much struggle with being present. I very much struggle with sense of urgency and all of that. But I really, this week, for a, a difficult moment that uh, Chris's family had gone through, I really just like disconnected. I did what I had to do in terms of like job and podcast. And again, didn't go above and beyond, but did like the little things I was supposed to do uh, first thing in the morning. And then I just disconnected. And that's really hard for me, even in the most serious of circumstances. It's hard for me not just to do it, but it's hard for me to feel bad, not feel bad about it. So I just really practiced what I've always hoped to practice and was able to just be present and not feel bad about it and acknowledge this doesn't need my attention right now. And I hope to continue practicing that because more than ever, I feel like I'm focusing so much on, you know, 
life is short and there's like life is short, but also long. Like there's a lot that you can do, but in the same way short where so many things that we allow to take up our energy and attention aren't worth that much energy and attention, yeah. you know? Um, like it's so meant to be enjoyed. It's so much, you know, I notice myself getting caught up in little things that again are valid, but just like they don't need as much emotion as I give them. So I'm proud of myself for being present and hopefully showing myself that if I can do it now that I can continue to. And my pickle is that I got, so Haley's been telling me for a while, so is Julia, to get new bras in the mail. In the mail. I don't know why I said it like that. To get new bras because I literally have the worst bras in the world. <laughs> like, Horrible bras. Uh, like, I have the worst bras ever. Like, sometimes I'll splurge on a Victoria's Secret bra that, like, supports my left boob and then my right one is, like, <laughs> elsewhere (laughs) and other times I'll like just buy a shit bra so I ended up getting third love bras but I just kind of looked at them and they don't look like they're gonna fit so that's my in advance pickle because they're gorgeous and expensive but I don't think they're gonna fit (laughs) did you look at the size chart I did I even took a test I matched my boobs on a picture I did all these testy things but you know what maybe they will fit and I just don't know that because try them on they probably look different than every other bra that you own because none of the bras that you own fit you so maybe they look different because they're actually gonna fit I really hope so let's manifest that one (laughs) please report back and my dear I definitely will report of course my dear friend though I feel like I again I haven't talked to you so what's your pride and pickle what the what the fuck is up (laughs) what the fuck is up my my pickle is that our fucking zoom delay nothing makes me more angry than technological like (laughs) malfunctions and i know we're in mercury retrograde like i better get used to it we're here for another like month but i just like hate a technological delay i'm like why can't you hear me i hate it i hate it well everyone always knows i like i just fucking hate technology in general which is why i always prefer when we're together or anybody be together over you know technology but um i just hate it it makes me so angry angry because I just don't it's out of my control and I hate that so we hate a zoom I really understand we really hate a zoom delay I'm sure others energy is for sure affected by technological delays so I always like wish to be able to fix them but I don't know how so I'm always like okay I'm sorry and that's all I can no, it's not your fault. But that's why I'm like, because like, I get so frustrated with the technology. So I'm like, let's just start. Let's just start. Because I know that once we start, like, <laughs> I'll shift my energy to what we're talking about instead of like being mad at the technology. But I'm never upset at you, Brenda. I'm upset at the- at- Oh, I didn't think that at all. Maybe another pickle is these fucking things. Yeah, what's going on there? Did you I cut bangs? Did Continue. You cut- <laughs> Did you try to cut bangs on yourself? Oh, they, they cut themselves. Maybe this is like when my mom thought I shaved my legs eggs in when I was seven and I didn't now you think I cut bangs and I didn't. No, I, I'm, I don't believe you that you didn't try to cut bangs and then you're gonna admit to me <laughs> that you did cut bangs even though you didn't cut bangs just to please you just to that shut you up <laughs> okay. definitely not I don't give in like that anymore Brenda wants a new look for her birthday no if I wanted a new look it wouldn't be this <laughs> It's really not bad. But yeah, um, so that's my pickle. Um, I have two prides. One that I'm excited for this weekend. It's Friday night. Uh, so so we haven't got done Brenda's 80th themed uh 25th birthday yet, but we're doing that tomorrow. So very excited for that. Um, and um, so yeah, so that's where we are. We haven't done that yet, but next week we'll tell you how the theme went. Um, if we if we suggest the theme or not. I should make a playlist that has like all music that 80 year olds listen to. Sweet Caroline being the first. 
do they like 80 year olds like that song oh Brenda's dancing like an 80 year old I think so. very good I dance like this to it wow I wish everybody could <laughs> see you too bad we're not on the YouTube today everyone would the love tube. that dance. they would see all of our pinball patches they would love that dance mm-hmm. I'll put it I'll make you do it um on Saturday and I can put it on Instagram so everyone can see your your <laughs> fabulous dancing oh great 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 oh, great <laughs> Um, anyway, and then my other pride is that this just happened literally right before we got on. I have been trying for a little while now. I was, I've been interested in signing with a new acting agency because I wasn't super pleased with my old agency. And, uh, your girl just signed with a new agency. I'm How so- could you not tell me that before we started? What the f- are you on the podcast? I'm very. <laughs> I think I'm mad. Oh my god, Brenda's mad at me. No, no, I'm so excited. You, congrats. Thank you. It literally just happened, literally like an hour before we got on. So that's why um, you haven't heard yet. But yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to sign with a new agency. I have been particularly interested in this agency for about a year, um, and I've been like pursuing them. It's like a relationship. You have to like court people, you know. So I've been pursuing them like on and off uh for quite some time now and it's all coming through i am in the midst of signing my contracts and we're gonna be good to go (gasps) oh my god i'm so happy for you thank you now we gotta throw a signing party (laughs) no we don't need your saturn return is so on track i'm not in saturn return that's 27 no no no. i'm it's on track oh i'm winking Oh, 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 you're talking about year 29. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, every, yes. Yes. I've, as mm-hmm. I mentioned before, I, there's something about the year that I'm going to be 29. That's going to be, that's going to be good. It's going to be good. Because mm-hmm. like, I even feel like, because I, I'm a little, I, I don't like, I don't identify as superstitious. And then there's certain things that I like feel superstitious about. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to test tell everyone that I just signed with the new agency because then what happened what if something bad happens but nothing bad nothing can go wrong it's not like I'm like predestining something to go wrong like it, the, the, I have the contracts all I have to do is sign my name on them like there's nothing that can go wrong totally. but like I do feel superstitious about saying it saying it before it's signed even even after like I just feel superstitious that's so fascinating because that's like so hypocritical of manifesting oh you're right you know oh you're yeah you're right huh change my mindset maybe it's like change your mindset baby it's it's like manifesting isn't that weird though it's like it's the stuff you're probably more superstitious about that you fear the most whereas like when you're wishing yourself well it's like different yeah hmm, i wonder what's up with that we got to get someone on here to talk about superstition what's the difference between superstition and manifesting who would we get on here to talk about superstition a ghostbuster why would a ghostbuster know about superstition who sings that song? They have experience. Very superstitious. Ow. <laughs> Who sings that? That has to be on the playlist. <laughs> that is definitely on the 80th birthday themed party playlist. And I feel like Ashley is going to whip out moves to that. Like we're going to be laughing and she's going to be like, mm. Ashley fully <laughs> has a choreographed dance to the song Very Superstitious. She won 100. Is that what it's even called? I have no idea if that's what it's called. I Agreed. Know. 
I don't know, but she definitely has, she definitely has a choreographed dance to it. Wow. That's going to be a hit. That's going to be a hit. Number one hit. If you have any, oh no, well, it's going to be too late. I was going to say, if you have any suggestions for the playlist, let us know, but the 80th theme birthday party will be over by the time you're hearing this. So uh. Ooh, we can post it tomorrow morning on the Instagram. Oh yes. Can we post a poll? Can we post it now? Yeah. Or a little, little box. Yeah. Can we post a little block? Yeah, blah. for sure. Remind me. Amazing. Amazing. Great. 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 We yeah. love a suggestion. So yeah. So those are the prides. Those are the picks. Everything's fab. Feeling superstitious. Let, let us know what you think the difference between superstition and manifesting is. Now I'm very curious about this. Attention. Attention. Calling all sneaker lovers. Calling all sneaker lovers. I have incredible news because our newest sponsor here at Run 20s Podcast is eBay. eBay is the original sneaker marketplace and it is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. Whether it's a rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you are looking for. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. So a team of experienced sneaker authenticators verified the logo, the box, the stitching, dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and it also protects sellers with a verified return policy. And for you sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free to sell or flip your collection, which is just incredible. So go head over to ebay.com slash sneakers today dot ebay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So go ahead, girl, go get yourself a pair of cute sneaks. You deserve it. Get a pair for your boyfriend, for your dad, your mom, your dog. I don't know. Everybody loves loves a good sneaker go head over to ebay and enjoy okay anyway so um i was thinking that today we would talk about self-talk uh for a quick hot second because we're just going to do a shorty here but um when i say self-talk i mean do you talk to yourself a lot during the day um like in my head or aloud or both both Uh, i feel like i definitely talk to myself in my head more because i'm always in there like i'm always thinking Mm -hmm. um and a lot of it, I think, does have to do with mental reframe. But I feel like I don't talk to myself as much as you talk to yourself. No, I talk to myself all day. And I was, like, thinking about this today um, as I was talking, you know, I was having conversation with myself about this today. And, like, I don't know if it's normal because, like, I, like, I, like, joke with myself. Like, me and myself, we've got banter, like – it like literally like oh, I don't do that. We joke, we banter, we laugh out loud, we like we literally have full on conversations, me and myself. And like I was wondering if maybe that's not normal. I mean, I won't say it's not normal because I can't speak for the other gazillion people in the world, but I don't say that I banter with myself. I wouldn't oh, I say definitely that. Banter with I myself. Like I'll say something and then like joke back and then like have a laugh, you know? Hmm. You know what? Whatever works for you. I'm curious. Do you guys talk to yourselves? Please let us know. We're going to definitely ask that in the Instagram as well. Do you joke with yourself? Do you have self-banter? No, I I genuinely don't think I do unless I'm forgetting. Wow. So what is your talking to yourself like? Honestly, a lot of it is like positive reinforcement to Mm. myself because it's almost like, you know, the thing that we talk about with like pushing away negative thoughts. I usually talk back in my head to negative thoughts to like reframe them, but I don't think. No, that's good. I that do. I, like I live as well. 
And like mantras, I do a lot of mantras. Yeah, for certain. And I I think I've been doing that a lot more lately, but it's interesting. And this is not in a judgmental way. I just genuinely don't think that I, I think that as opposed to talking with myself about the stuff, all these things that I assume you talk to yourself about, I think I seek the connection with someone else and to dump my thoughts on them, not to burden them, but I just, I get a lot of, I I definitely, I notice about myself, I seek a lot of validation. I feel like I mean this differently than I'm trying to say it. Validation, reinforcement from other people that like what I'm doing is right mm. or what what I'm thinking is okay. You know what I mean? Whereas I feel like you, you trust yourself with that stuff. Yeah, that's true. Follow-up question. Do you, wow, I feel like people are, I'm going to say this and then people are going to think I'm fucking crazy. Um, do you like play out fake scenarios with yourself? 100%. Especially that's what I was talking about last week. I'm so glad. What do you mean with myself? Hold on. You mean like imagine like any scenario or like something of myself only? No, like do you like- Like I imagine myself. Tell me. No, finish your thought. What are you saying? You imagine yourself what? Oh, like just sometimes, often my biggest imagination station is driving to your house or from your house because it's like a little bit longer. So I often imagine myself like in a Broadway show or like imagine and like truly playing the part to a T or imagine myself in like what like sexual thing I'm going to do next, next time I oh, see Chris. Yes. Like, oh, okay, good. So you do that too. You daydream, you daydream. Oh yeah. Is that what that's called? Yeah. I think it's called daydreaming. Yeah. Like I'll like play out scenarios in my head that like haven't happened or like haven't happened yet or like or like what I would want to happen like uh, yeah okay you do that too 100% 100% I do Oh yes. my god. Thanks. Also, I definitely put myself in a music video sometimes. All oh, that. I'm oh, winning awards. Music video on the train. If I'm on the train, I am in <laughs> a music video. <laughs> that is iconic I'm so glad that you do this too I really was a little scared oh yeah to be like no Julia I do not play out fake scenarios with myself oh I do no that I do all the time I think the misleading part is when you say with myself because I'm like what does she mean by that but I picture them like scenarios of myself in certain situations or scenarios of myself with people sometimes even like hard conversations I'll try to like map out what I would say or after the fact, I would I would plan what I wish I said and didn't say. Yes. Oh, okay. I am so glad. I'm not alone. Oh my God. You made me feel so blessed. No, not at all. Amazing. <laughs> oh, I feel so wow, goal of the podcast achieved. I feel less alone. Yes. For the host. For the host. For the host. The goal is achieved. I am curious. Okay, last thing, and then we'll wrap it on up because we're just doing a little shorty tonight since it's Friday night. I am curious, what are some of the tools that you've been using when you're talking about reframing your thoughts? Do you have any specific sentences that you've been going to or any specific tactics that you can pass on? Yeah, I think I've listening to podcasts, listening to things and writing them down definitely helps me a lot. I'll read you a few that I that I have and then I'll tell you what it is that I do. But I do flip a lot of the things to gratitude immediately. So Love the it. second that I have a thought that feels consuming, I flip it to things that I'm grateful for. For or, or for example, it could be more simple even in terms of like exercise. If I'm like, oh fuck, this is really hard. I want to stop. I'm like, I'm I'm so freaking capable of this, and I'm so grateful that my body has gotten me this far. Um, some of the quotes that I've really loved from a Peloton breakthrough running segment (laughs) that I've been doing is this is what makes you strong. You don't, you don't have to give up. It's about going through something hard and making your comeback. 
And the reason why that like really resonated with me is because it normalizes the fact that hard things come up, but that we're able, capable, whatever, of making a comeback. And it's about letting go of the your story or experience and starting something new, something with light and gratitude. Because I think that when we look at things with so much deep sadness, which again is valid, it just, it, it kind of, that consumes it as opposed to where you can go from there. And something that I fucking loved was it's a celebration of letting go and rising above. I don't fail. I either win or learn. Failure is a choice. And I love that. I love the either win or learn because mm -hmm. I think we put so much pressure on this idea of failure and it all comes back to what we talk about all the time with progress is progress as long as you don't give up because we we choose failure, right? I even, I hate to use that word because I know there's so much like emotional charge with it because I do think that we learn from every experience, but I very much lately have been thinking about how failure is a choice because that's when you choose to stop or stop pursuing something. Or I don't think stopping something like, let's say we talk about like our friends, if they have a dream and then they're like, oh, that's not my dream anymore. Like that's not failure. That's you learning. That's you choosing something else. You stopping and believing you're unworthy or incapable or feeling all this deep shame over things. That's where things get tricky. So those are the things that very much helped me. I love those. Um, I, I, those are awesome. I have a question, but I just want to say this. Um, I would love to do a whole episode on failure because I think that's a big topic, but I was listening to Dare to Lead, Brene Brown's podcast, and she had Sarah Lewis on, who's the author of The Rise, and she's a professor at, I think, Yale or Harvard. Harvard, I think. Don't count me on that. And she was saying, I haven't finished listening to the episode yet, but she was saying the origin of the word failure had to do with like banks. Like it's not even a word that was was supposed to be ascribed to like human condition. Like it was about money and banking. Huh. So because it, it, it the origin the originality of the word was something that like when you like lost all your money it was a failure like and you couldn't go on anymore. But it was only meant to be about money. It wasn't meant to be about you as a person or where you can go or not go. Like it. It, the meaning of that word has gotten totally misconstrued because it was meant to be used for banking. And like, how crazy is that when you think about that? Because she was saying like, you know, in those terms, like it meant you could not go on any longer, like you've run out of all your funds or like whatever in that aspect. But as a human, until you die, you haven't run out of all of your like funds or resources. Like you can always do something else, you know? You can't ever actually fail unless you're dead, Because which I don't think is failure. But like you can't ever actually fail because you there's always something else you can do. And it was so- Totally. And that's why, I think it, yeah, no, it, I just think it, that's why we have so much- that's why this work that we talk about all the time, which maybe for people, depending on where they are, is like so freaking annoying to them because we preach it because it's true is the more that you reframe your mindset around those things, the less you get stuck and the less you feel stagnant because you are very, very conscious and genuinely believe that something like there is something else. There is something greater that this isn't the be all end all and all be all of um what of wherever it is that you are. And when we get so sucked into those thoughts is when we stop and feel like there's no other choice or like, you know, we're we're a failure, right? In every aspect of the word. When in reality, it's just like, maybe this wasn't it. And actually 
when we start to blame ourselves, which Brene Brown talks about all the time is when we start to actually blame ourselves and internalize whatever happened, meaning something wrong with us, as opposed to trying to approach it, seeing our worth, right. And being like, okay, what are, what's actually going on here? Um, so it's so fascinating. Yeah. I will say, I do want to do a whole episode on this itself, but I will say just in terms of my pride that I shared today, there are so many times this year that I truly felt like I failed in pursuit of this goal of getting a new agent. There are so, I've had this goal for about a year now, and I can pinpoint the times where I felt that I had truly failed at an attempt at that goal, truly failed. That's how Mm -hmm. I felt and was like distraught, so upset, like beat myself up for a little while, you know, each time that it happened. And now I can see that all of those things weren't failures. All of those things that I thought were failures at the time were meant to happen so that I can be in the place that I am now because I truly believe that this is where I'm meant to be. And it is so amazing and a gift when you get to see that happen. When you get to see, when you get to look back and see, oh man, those weren't failures. Those things were meant to happen so that I could get here. And it's so hard to see when you're not at the here yet. And I get, I totally get that, but it is such a blessing. And I just want to provide that example that it is that you can look at it that way. And it's so hard when you're in the midst of the failures to feel that way, but it is such a blessing. And I'm so grateful for it when you get to be at that place of here and look back and say, no, those weren't failures. Those things were meant to happen. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like so many, the more and more that we have these conversations, the more that it it shows that there's so many things that are part of the process. And I don't think that we should always accept and be like, oh, this must be part of the process. So I guess I should just stay here. No, like you do get to make a choice whether you want to go this way or this way. Yeah. Sometimes but it'll you be where never you want it to be. stay anywhere. Like we always say, just yeah. progress as long as you don't give up. Like you have, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, that what's important is just staying in motion when we were talking about creativity. Like if you, I'm going to use yeah. air quotes, if you feel like you're having a failure, uh, you can allow yourself to feel those emotions. You can allow yourself to feel sad or down for a little bit, but you have to keep going in some direction. It doesn't have to be the right direction, but like all those times that I felt like I failed, you know, this past year, and there were a few of them and I can pinpoint them. May I was sad for maybe like a couple hours, but then I was like, okay, but you have to keep going. And that wasn't always a big move. Right. It wasn't always a big move. It might have been a small move. Like it might have just been, you know, getting up tomorrow to go to that meeting or go, answering that email or like whatever it was. It didn't have to be a big thing, but it was still okay. Let's let's keep going. Do, do I shift? Do I learn? Do I do I take this other path? Like, it, but it's just about keeping going. It's the building it brick by brick, like one hundred day. Yeah, and I think that that the more that you start to see, I think that's the difference. Is you, of course, like there are times when we're going to be shaken. There are times where our beliefs are going to be shaken. I can also pinpoint so many times where I'm like, shoot, do I believe this? Do I want to believe this? This feels wavered. I feel shaken. But those things will come up. But when you ground yourself and your beliefs so deeply, and when your belief in that things are going to work out okay, or things are going to work out in the way they're supposed to is greater than the worry that they won't. 
And when you have more and more examples in your life of ways in which that's happened, like I feel as though, listen, we've only been on this earth 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that in the past few, we've really tried to expand our perspective and seeing that like time after time, we have these experiences of, I don't know why this is happening. Fuck, fuck, fuck. And then a few months, years, whatever later, we're like, I know exactly why this happened. And I'm fucking grateful for the hard moments, the happy moments, everything in between. And the more that we experience those things. And the more that I see now, Ju, in yourself and myself and our friends, I see more each of us, even when things are hard, we're like, there's something greater here. I'm, and and that whole thing of this is either going to be a win or I'm going to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that you're not going to have those moments of like, total self-doubt of total breakdown of like because we are we're human we're gonna have that that stuff takes over sometimes but like Brenda said like try you know trying to always remind yourself of the belief that everything happens for a reason because if you do truly believe that like it's a lot easier to take yourself out of those moments of extreme self-doubt of extreme heartache because you're gonna have them I had one like last week I like literally at like 2 a.m was like hysterical crying in my bed like what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like nothing feels like it's working out the way it's supposed to. And allowing myself to feel that because that's happened. That's going to happen. I'm human. Like it's not going to not happen. But then trying to tell myself my mantras, reminding myself, I do believe this. I do believe it's going to work out for a reason. I was able to get out of it a lot faster than maybe I would have in the past. Yeah. And I think those are extreme moments of growth and exactly what you said about normalizing the, like the expectation that your beliefs will be shaken. Like your beliefs, how you feel will be wavered. You're not going to feel 100% about everything you're doing, about the way that you look, about the way that you feel 100% of the time. You're just not, but how can you prepare? How can you set up systems in your life to protect you when those moments happen so that they do become not only few and far between because they're still going to happen, but like how can they last less time? How can they suck less of your energy? And I think that it's so great. And I've seen that within myself too is I, and I'm saying this only to normalize for people as well that like, I also do it. I had, I want to say a week ago, I was talking to Ariel and I'm like, oh, maybe I'm not like a disciplined woman. Maybe I'm not like, you know, a woman of excellence or like all these things. And I'm like, no, I am. And for a moment, I really was shaken by those thoughts. I really, for a moment, but like questioned my abilities to achieve or excel or whatever. And then having all of these systems in place, whether people thoughts, whatever it may be, Um, especially if you know it's something you're very extra sensitive to, like having those prepared in your phone, having them prepared, have people that you are comfortable with talking about in these sensitive topics so that you can come back to the place that feels safe and the place that you want to be faster. Yeah. So my question that I was going to ask before, bud, was so when you're in like a moment of negative self-talk or self-doubt um, and you have those things on your phone, is that what, so when do you, is what you do is what, do you catch yourself in the moment and then go to your phone and like read it and that's why you have it there so it's like accessible is that how you usually deal with it yeah so it's interesting because I feel like now that you mentioned that I I more so I feel like I've been going to people in my life now in the moment which sometimes can be really hard to do mm-hmm. um, I've been talking to our friend Ariel that we've had on the podcast before a lot about it but I realize now it's funny because I had I probably could honestly even search on my phone but um for 
when I was really struggling with food and body, I had things I went to immediately. I had things prepared for after I had a binge. I had things prepared for after when I didn't believe that healing my relationship with these things would work. I had things literally prepared for every time that I thought maybe Chris d- didn't love me, which he does very much. I had things prepared of reasons why he thinks I'm beautiful, reasons why he's not going to leave me, like all these things right away. And only because through this period of my journey, I haven't really questioned my because I've built up my self-belief so much I feel like I haven't had as many moments consistently where I've questioned my ability in certain ways but I recognize now as the example that I just shared with you guys that like it's important for me to do that too because it's gonna happen again you know (laughs) I want to believe of course like um in all of these things about my worthiness nobody's perfect and I think that that's 20s thing like I think maybe we experience it extreme in our 20s because we're learning but like I think that's just a human thing like nobody's gonna ever be perfect at that but you can get better I think what we're preaching is getting better at having and it's kind of what we talked about earlier before when we were talking about with like what we were saying about Celeste is like having just the tools in place so that you can that you can show up for yourself better in those moments so that you can get out of those moments and maybe a little quicker or a little easier yeah and I have a note well we're obviously not on YouTube but I have a note in my phone like because you can pin them where it has like affirmations and grounding and I have like pictures of my journals and my notebooks and again it's something that I 100% need to update um, based on stuff that I'm currently dealing with more so but I have exactly the what's true what's not true thing that we've mentioned so many times about what is the fear so literally listing the fear or the negative thought that comes up and then totally negating it like And I also have a list, (laughs) this probably sounds so weird, but I have a list in my phone here of like special qualities about me, which at the time had absolutely nothing to do with my physical appearance because that really helped. So things like, you know, I am compassionate. I empathize with everyone and show how much I care. I'm intelligent. I'm mature. I'm loving and lovable. I'm sincere and genuine. Like just having little things to remind you of like all these other beautiful pieces of yourself when you're stuck in reasons why you might not feel 100%. I love that. Yeah. And something that I've been doing lately, I don't, Brenna is much more organized than I am. I don't have anything written down, but when I'm doing like certain, you know, when I'm doing like a mantra or something like that, I've been doing instead of doing like, like I am worthy of joy. I've been doing, I am joy or like, I am love. I am abundance because it, and that has been a really beautiful shift for me uh, of, because realizing that it's not something outside of myself, realizing that it's not something I have to attain, that it is something that I just am and something that I have totally encompassed within me. That has been like a nice shift. So if anyone wants to try that practice, I have like on my whiteboard, what is it? It's I am love, I am joy, I am abundant, I am limitless. That's on my whiteboard right now. So beautiful. So, so beautiful. And you guys, I hope you also know, I was t- telling Haley this the other day. I'm like, um, cause she asked me, she was like, oh, I'm sure you've already done your morning routine. And I was like, actually, I haven't. <laughs> actually today I didn't. And I just, I know that we talk a lot about our, 
our practices and things that help us. And although I do believe that we have cultivated a high level of discipline in these areas because we know they serve us and because they know we know how they make us feel. So we choose to do them and they're just a part of our lives. I just want to put out there, like, obviously I'm personally, I don't know about you, Ju, I'm not perfect at my self-care practices either. I'm not always when I'm feeling like stuck or sad, I'm not in the exact moment right away without thinking. I'm not like, I should meditate. Like, I don't think that right away <laughs> all the time. Sometimes you got to sit in the suck and be like, oh, this yeah. isn't serving me. What yeah will serve me. And some things are going to suck more than others. Sometimes it's easier to get to that quickly. And sometimes it takes more time. I will say though, that the more that you practice it, the better you do get at it. Because I, I will say that I have gotten pretty dang good at it and like really feeling I felt down being like, all right, I can sit in this or I can go do a 20 minute yoga practice right now and maybe feel even just one degree better, you know? And it, and I think what's important to say is like, you know, doing those practices aren't, aren't going to make you feel like a whole new person all the time. Sometimes they might, but even if it's just one degree better, like that to me is worth it. Totally. But I think also do even the way you just said that, like your focus is how can I feel better? I, because you believe you deserve to feel better. And I think that when people are stuck in this place of not believing they deserve to feel better or feeling so ashamed and guilty for being wherever they are, that it's so much harder. And I know, you know, this invalidate this, like, I think it's so much harder to get there. So I hope that all of these things we're sharing with you gives you hope that we've been in places before where we also didn't believe we were deserving of feeling that what, whatever it is, we've been stuck in those feelings too. And you can be, you can be here. You can be wherever it is that you want to be, but it's possible to shift, to reframe, to adjust, to have days that feel hard and also experience the high highs that life brings because mm-hmm. you, you're deserving of it. And the more clear that you get on that now, and the more clear that you get in what you want out of life, who you are, all the things, the more you can cultivate that, which each with each decision, even when it's hard. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, not everything is linear. Like some things are going to be harder than other things to deal with. You know, again, we don't have control over like the outside things in our life, but we do have, have control over how we, how we approach them and handle them. And that's why I just think we're always saying practice, practice, because when that really hard thing happens, you know, which we're, that's life like those things are going to happen that it at least maybe it'll be just a little easier to get there and again like it's not going to be you know a super awesome like you feel horrible and then you feel amazing like probably not but it's just the it's just the little things yeah and I think that's exactly what you said you is exactly what we've gotten better at what we've practiced and what we are getting closer and closer every day to just I don't even know if mastering is the right word, but just getting better at progressively is nothing like the the things we are very lucky and privileged in so many ways. Don't get me wrong. 100%. But the things that are happening to us in every single day, it's the way that we've learned to react differently or the way that we've learned to channel our emotions differently and, and just our whole approach and how we feel about whatever is happening and our, based on our beliefs of life in the world and ourselves, that's what's changed is our approach and reaction, you know? Yep. So agreed. Amazing. Wow. We really went on some sort of tangent, but I love I it. That, that was so fun. Love it. I love it. Well, I hope everyone has an incredible week. I hope that you guys enjoy our episode with Celeste on Thursday. If you need anything at all, we're always here for you. And I think that's about it. What do you think, Brenda? 
Yeah, for sure. I think we're going to have such a fun weekend and we can't wait to share it with you guys. <laughs> Not wait. I really hope that we do. We will. I know. I hope it, it's going to live up to the expectation. I believe it. It's in the stars. Love you guys. Ooh. It is. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.